haters out there who said these run chat guys are probably back for one episode and then they're going to disappear into the ether again well here we are in the later. ether oh boy in another the, episode in the ether in the ether in LA because we're between everyone's ears and their headphones Got like ethernet cables oh yeah so yeah uh, listening to us on your 56k modem did I do that right yeah 56 56 bod, bod modem bod is that yeah the, what is bod? Uh, so we're back with a run chat. All right, so we're so fall marathon. That's pretty standard and yeah. Oh well, is it marathon training season already? Yikes! Uh, it's twenty weeks till the New York City Marathon as of today. Last yesterday. Week? Yeah, and Soon? it's sixteen weeks about from Chicago, Long Beach, Detroit, you know, and everything in between. Are those all on the same day? Yeah. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, I'm coaching Project Purple this year. And Are they, they all on Columbus Day weekend? No. Cause, well, actually, that, that, yeah. No. So the week before is the Seagull Classic 5K in oh, Rockaway. Wait. I my missed home, it last year. My, home, my hometown 5K. I would, I would love to do the Seagull Classic 5K, except uh, it happens the same weekend as New York Comic Con. Ooh. And I will tell you, I get a lot of miles walking around the Javits Center. And what time is, what does that start? With, uh, uh, like seven or eight a.m. And it goes to when? Uh, like seven or eight p.m. And one day or more than one day? Oh, Thursday through Sunday. So the one five k that's at nine o'clock in the morning. I don't know how that affects your plan. I, well, it completely throws. It's on Saturday, right? Which yeah. is like the main day of New York Comic Con. But you get there by. You know, all right, yeah, it's just I'm saying. It's not like yeah. John. I'm there when doors open. <laughs> And I'm towards that the front fair. of the line when the door is open. That is fair. Okay. And I'm there until the end of the day. New York Comic Con is like my is like my. Do you drink during that, or is it just kind of like? Uh, you mean like during the convention itself? Yeah, is it part, is it part yeah. of the uh, yeah, they, they, ethos Brooklyn, of the. For the past, uh, like at least six years, New York Com- uh Brooklyn Brewery has been has been uh, making a special beer for New York Comic Con, and they sell it at the convention. They have like only special- or. No, and then you can buy it in six packs afterwards. So that like hey, you'll see bars. it at your local key food. I've yeah. seen it at your maybe, local. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll stock it at uh, Ellie's. Oh, I, oh. I like that. The cab, cabaret the, license pending. And I do love that seagull. As much as I hate seagulls, the animal, I love that seagull classic logo of yours. I mean, well, this it is classic. Is, it is a uh, that, that classic ninety-eight percent same logo. I just added a family component. Wow, this episode is brought to you by a, a Brooklyn Defender IPA. And I so. I, I like that uh, that you have age groups for the Seagull Classic going down to like one year old, right? Well, if you show up, we will. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Wait, are you I, calling Billy a one-year-old? No, but I want no, my yeah. three-year-old to dominate her age group. Yeah, so that, yeah, that's what I was going at. Although, my, well, my daughter will be... Two. I guess she'll still be... Uh, she'll be still one. She's, she's born in November, so she'll still be two. Or yeah. still be one. Almost two. She's only one? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, oh, wow. That's yeah. good. Keep her out of my daughter's age group. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe we can age her <laughs> up a little faster, though. Like, she's got to work. Well, you know, she does have some genes in, you know, in her favor. I want... That's true. I mean, her father ages very fast. I want... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want Francie blood tested if she's in my daughter's age group. EPO. Yeah. Um, so, actually, I think this... this we we do run clean. I think we're all running New York this year, or at least, like... I'm yeah. running New York. Are you, yeah, Brian runs, like... Six marathons a year. Like, yeah, what so other for him, it's like a, like a 5K. 
I ran the London Marathon, as we talked about in the last episode, right. and uh, New York might be the only other one in 2019. Is that where we are? Whoa, that's like kind of a low year for you. Uh, I did three last year, maybe three the year before. It's hard to remember. Well, it's funny because our first one of our first run chat conversations, you were just new to running, right? No, I wasn't new to running. He was new to I November. Was new to the November. Project. Okay. You had recruited me to November Project through that episode of the Billy and Brian show. Yeah, we, we unofficial had people, prequel to. We had people accost Brian at his. Uh, his New York, New York, uh, his NYC half marathon volunteer gig. Um, oh, that's right. I was there for that. We had like a, a minimum of people that, that were like, Brian, you got to come to November Project, and and I did. And look at what look at what happened. We're in our fourth season, yeah, third he's, season. He's covered and it's covered in spray paint like half the time too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's really hard to wash off. Yeah. Well, yeah. When you do when you spray paint every week, it's you know it's a leader. It's tricky, but that's um, true. I used to have a pile like a bag of spray paint. And my wife was like, yeah. "Can we get rid of this?" I'm like, "No, it's the spray paint." She's the most very, important. She thing. loves the Mero Project, but she's very happy. I don't need anymore. Let's put I can it that see way. that. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Well, Francie will be a leader someday. Yeah, like I got a, got a groomer. You know, yeah. this time. But yeah, no, I had been running for quite a while, but uh, I'd run the marathon a couple of years, I think, already. But you were kind of like just a loner. But I hadn't, yeah, I was a loner. I didn't like running with people, perish the thought. And uh, traveling for marathons was not a thing yet. And that's the thing. Like, we come at this from three different directions. John, you professionally coach people for the New York City Marathon and other marathons. And professionally ran. a former professional runner. Not at the marathon distance, but still... Former professional middle distance runner. Yeah, middle distance. Brian loves to run marathons all over the world. I honestly... Only want to run the new. If, if I only run the New York City Marathon as the only marathon I run for the rest of my life, I'd be happy. You and Michael Caprasso would get along well. If I, yeah, he's run twenty-seven New yeah, Yorks he, in a row. He, he's, and no he's other. One of, he's one of my heroes. Uh, I ran Disney once. I, I enjoyed the experience, but I found it. I, I found enough flaws in the experience to say like New York City is such a well-run marathon, uh, such a well-organized event that. And it's my local race. I mean, it's no Mickey Mouse operation like some of these well, other the, Well, the problem with Disney is um, you run through all five parks, which is cool. But They're most like three of the time, the you're, run, you're, you're running through all of the uh, the highways between the parks. That's where most of your mileage is. Oh, okay. And it's before dawn because um, New York has you start at 940 in the morning. Disney wants you done by 9 in the morning. And it's because they want you out of there so they can open the park and make money. Right. And they, like, and they know park tickets aren't included in the mar- in the very expensive marathon fee. Uh, we are not getting sponsored by Run Disney anytime soon. <laughs> in fact, you just said Disney too many times. They're gonna cut off this podcast for over saying the word Disney. Mm. They, but yeah, they love I, their intellectual property down there. If I lived in a different city, then maybe. Um, I'd, I'd want to travel for marathons, but the New York City Marathon to me is the premier marathon as it is. Um, you know, I, one day I'd love to qualify for Boston, but at my current speed, I think that won't happen until I'm 65 if I manage to maintain my pace. That makes sense. Yeah, I. I mean, a part of me once like looks at traveling and thinks about maybe I should travel for half marathons because then it's less taxing as part of your trip, but. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. I just feel like it just feels like a bigger, more momentous thing to run the marathon, and I can't get my mind around only doing a half marathon when that, you know, would certainly be enough. All right, so this is 
so we say, say we all run the New York City Marathon 2019. I Wh- which that's New going to Which New York is this for you? How many? This will be number. It'll be number fourteen overall and number seven in New York. Wow, this will be my. That would be my fourteenth and my eighteenth, ah. my eighth in a row for New York. Ah, wow. Uh, how about Billy? This will be my 11th marathon, my 10th time running New York. Wow. Um, and, and my streak was broken in 2017 because a very good friend Same. got married in Austin, Texas. And I think it was broken in 2012. Yeah, but the, the race wasn't run that year. I, I picked up my bid. For consecutive I, New York City marathons. Yes, yeah. I know, I know. It's very hot because topic, even like very the, sensitive. This should be the 50th anniversary of the New York City Marathon. Actually, that's the, best, the only positive to come out of the 50, of the Hurricane Sandy and the cancellation has been now that the 50th anniversary and the 50th running are the same. Because typically races have a, not a major dilemma, but more just marketing, content, storytelling dilemma where it's the 50th anniversary. 50, 50 years after the first one is usually the 51st one. Right. But oh, it's the 50th it's running and the 50th anniversary. Right. So with New York, because I'm coaching Make It Nice this year again, and like we were thinking about getting 50 for 50 this year, then we realized that since 2012 happened, it didn't happen. Yeah. Now we're next year will be the 50th, so and then that 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 kind of um, you know make makes it an easy like there's no picking between one or the other. I was you know this year is is the is the anniversary 50th anniversary of the Peachtree 10K, which is the biggest 10K in the U.S. Yeah. And so there was a lot of like, do you pick is the 50th running or the anniversary now? New York, easy decision, the same, one and the same. Mm. So next year for New York, will be uh, will be both. So this will be the 49. Not to the lesson what three of us might be doing. I'm not trying to like. You know, detract from our marathon, especially if Billy's 11th. You know, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. So well, my, will you be running the 50th next year? That, my plan is to run maybe 10 in a row. I'll run this year will be my ninth in a row. Next year will be the 10th. I'm very affiliated with Daniel Holm and and make make it nice and and the group that I've been training for that. And um, I would love to not run after that the marathon and just spectate because actually I loved spectating and watching the New York City Marathon before I started running the marathon. Even though I was a runner for like, since I was five at the Seagull Classic, I didn't run my first marathon until I was 35 in 2010. So I do miss, I mean, it's great to run. It's so exciting, but I, I miss spectating it. It's a, it's a thing that I haven't done yeah. in a while. Yeah, I, 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 I grew up in Long Island City, Queens, and the uh, marathon course went within two blocks in my apartment building. Uh, and one of my favorite photos from growing up is is me watching the marathon. Uh, I was probably about like eight or nine years old, and uh, there you just see runners going past in their cotton shirts. And you um, were holding out a cup of coffee to the runners. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was holding out Snickers bars. Um, and uh, and I, I do I would like to Photoshop that to me running past it, but um, that's just because my ego is so huge that I want myself twice in a photo to make yeah, it better. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, that, that, that's classic Billy right there. Um, uh, so, but I, the New York City Marathon is something I always wanted to run growing up, and I was like, but like twenty six miles just seemed like such a daunting distance. Like just one you know, mile was rough in yeah, high school. That's yeah, true. Yeah, it's traumatic. It can I, be very traumatic. Yeah, it's gym shorts, timed mile, the presidential fitness test. Yeah, I feel like I don't. I may have run under a nine-minute mile in high school, but I definitely, I don't think I would have run under an eight-minute mile, and to be running races at those paces for more than a mile is uh, pretty crazy considering. 
the the 30th New York City Marathon was happening during my senior year of college. And I remember my mom calling me because she knew I had always wanted to run it. Um, and I ran recreationally. And she said, you know, they're they're allowing more people in than ever. Uh, they reported it on the news. You should sign up. And the, uh, but my college was spent more beer drinking than I ran in college, but not as much. Ran as from bar to bar. Pretty much like I I that only after the, the beer you, run. You were doing a lot of beer run. Only it, after you. It's funny now. I, I, well, yeah, of course. It was my senior like, year. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's funny because my 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 pant size did like my waist size ballooned up in college, and now I'm back down to like my high school pant size. Well, everyone in the '90s was wearing pants that were way too big. That is true. Too. But yours were tight. Yeah, well, that's that's the funny thing now is that I guess like when I oh was, not the not the crotch drop is that not what when I was in high school I did pleat the pleats when I was yeah. in high school I wore Rated a belts. loose thirty two now I wear like a tight thirty one you know uh, but but back I remember in college like being like oh thirty twos don't fit me anymore thirty four I guess this is just part of getting older not attributing it to like older being twenty this is a part one. yeah yeah well the, because the that was the oldest I'd ever been at that point yeah, yeah. So. Um, and I, I attribute it to getting older not to like being in fraternity and drinking constantly uh, imagine uh, if that's that's how it works that, by yeah. at the age you're at you'd be wearing like fifty sixes yeah that's a, that's a good point but now I'm down to my felt uh, high school waist size. I, I sound like Al Bundy. Pull high. Four touchdowns in one game. But instead, Billy's like, Spring Valley high. Four corn dogs in one game. <laughs> New York City Marathon. Ten yeah, times. Well, oh, one marathon. Spectating for most of the so first yeah, I, yeah. I actually so saw, said, going you, back to the, uh, the 2012 Hurricane Sandy cancellation, I just saw that medal because at the 2013 Marathon Expo, they were handing out medals. I don't remember if they even checked if you were actually signed up, but they had all of the pre-made 2012 medals, and if you had signed up for it, they would just give them out to you. And so I saw that in... Uh, you didn't get one? No, so I got that one. Oh, okay. So I saw that in... Uh, I was going through my medals because there's a charity called We Finish Together that collects old merit or old medals of any kind, and they give them to people in old age homes and developmentally disabled people and they give them to them you know just a way of you know sparking up their lives and you know recognizing things that they accomplish and so I was people were collecting in November project these medals and so I packed up a bunch of medals that I don't do anything with did you and just 12, 12 did, medal, did, did you keep it the... I honestly don't remember if I put that in the pile or but there was a, there was a, there was a thought like, because uh, there was a thought that was like you know what is this a novelty I didn't, I didn't run this so I don't need it but on the other hand it's kind of funny that I have this medal for this race that no one ran well I have like all these marathon shirts because a, I ran them but yeah. also worked for New York Road Runners for five and a half years and my wife's like get rid of these shirts like you don't need all these stuff yeah. and I'm like wait 2012 like this could be like a, a novelty thing like it didn't happen that's... and she's like no one, no one, no one ran this. I'm like exactly, yeah. and it's like not like is a that logical the, argument. Do you remember? Is that the orange one? Because the orange one is the one I think. The I orange one is the one. Often. The orange one is the one that wasn't run. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the one I run most often. Yeah, uh, like it, for it some reason, whether it's because I just didn't like the other ones as much, or I just happened to be the other ones I threw in a box, and that one I kept out in the in the drawer. I mean that one. Well, I don't know about you, but I have two of them. Um, because they gave it to us, we went to bid pickup, yeah. which was a very eerie situation. Yeah, driving drove. over, driving. No, yeah, please don't do that by the microphone, John. We learned that lesson last season. Um, and uh, but yeah, by during, uh, yeah. during Hurricane Sandy, or I guess in the aftermath of 
when power was out for most of lower Manhattan, we drove through Manhattan to bid pickup and driving through Manhattan in, you know, it was early in the evening, but it was still dark out and there were no lights on. There were a handful of buildings looking to the south that were on and just driving to the Javits Center. It was post-apocalyptic and it was a very weird sight that hopefully we don't have to see again. Yeah. Um, well, they gave us a shirt that day, and then the following year, they said, oh, were you registered for the marathon? And I said, yeah. They said, oh, well, stop by that table over there. They gave me the medal and also another one of those shirts. Uh, and it's a great shirt. It's an orange shirt. Uh, it's got a great design on I it. I think I only, I, I probably didn't take the extra shirt because mm. I'm not as in love with free stuff as Billy is. Love free stuff. Boy, Billy loves nothing more than free stuff. If it's free, I'll take three. If it's free, it's for me. Yeah. I'll take three. Brought to you by Sunday Beer. Even though Brought to you by Tags. Monday. Brought to you by stuff people leave on the side of the curb. Although, this is part about free stuff. Uh, I worked the marathon a couple years prior to running it, where I was at the start and involved with various capacities of getting some local elites at the start, and then obviously running the marathon myself. You realize how many people, maybe they're from out of town, they don't realize all of a sudden it's cold, they didn't pack their proper gear and they end up not going not knowing where the Salvation Army is for whatever reason or whatever the Kmart and or whatever Fulton Street sort of ABC and they went and they buy like a full like Lululemon or North Face jacket because they want to you know you don't want to be shivering which is smart or some people will buy the race gear like your 2018 finisher gear and then throw it away during the 20 but they go to the race and they're like I you know and they're throwing away like a $200 jacket yeah because they don't have any other thing that they pack with them. And, you know, New York City Marathon is a very international race that happens, and people from coming from all over the States. But I remember running with Carolyn Wozniacki, and she, um, you know, sponsored name by drop. Adidas, uh, definitely name drop. I mean, she could afford to throw away. But she had, like, a, you know, some, you know, a bunch of Adidas stuff. and um, Did she accidentally wear her, like, French Open medal to the race? She actually did but that would have been good. Ac- and throw it out because it was But she had this, down. like, beautiful jacket. I don't even know if it was Adidas, but it was, um, you know, she, but she was definitely, but she knew she, she was going to get rid of it. But, you know, someone who's an elite athlete has plenty of gear. Yeah. Even me as a lonely, you know, lowly, you know, Reebok athlete in the 90s uh, trying to like really? qualify for the trials and all that you know you got a lot of gear You're, my wife's always joking she's like can you get paid money versus like <laughs> we can't pay our landlord in like jackets in fresh foam Zantes I'm like but uh, yeah exactly New Balance so um, but I remember her, her pink she had this Hashtag pink fluffy jacket I don't know, it was definitely not North Face but it was I'm like, wow, that's a pretty expensive jacket she's getting rid of but she's not the only one it's just people that aren't sponsored athletes yeah. and they're buying like they don't know to go to the even you know the Gap Sport Fit whatever that brand is, um, and it's funny how like what people throw away. And I think if you're a volunteer at the marathon, work the start because you might be able to Christmas shop. And yeah, wait, isn't say, that uh, supposed to go to Goodwill though, John? Like you're stealing from Goodwill. It, no, it does. But uh, I'm just saying, if you're cold and you want a, <laughs> you want a jacket that you want to add to your layer, uh, I so, have a friend uh, from November Project who at one or more World Marathon majors, he wanted you know the nice merchandise but didn't want to pay full price for it and if you go up to one of the volunteers at the start they may just be some high school kid volunteering well, take this for jacket a race 50 bucks or and yeah paying them you know below market price for the volunteer jacket which sometimes like in berlin this year the the volunteer jackets were kind of cooler than the uh actual oh, really? jackets they're cool. the same thing in different colors just to differentiate that berlin jacket you have is really cool looking i like it, it a lot i like it a lot 
It looks very German, too. Like, every time you wear it, I, I keep expecting it to be, like, next on Sprocket, so we dance. Yeah, and I wore it to uh, the uh, New Balance event. The uh, and was event. The Brooklyn Half? The Brooklyn Half event. That's what it was. Yeah, did you enjoy time. that, by the way? I did. I How did. about the, uh, this is impromptu uh, brand placement, but... Uh, the treadmill run was a little strange. It was, but I actually thought it was kind of silly. But once I watched it, I got really into like it. it was. It was fun to watch, but it was there was this uh, New Balance event. They had uh, the Brooklyn Navy Yard, and they had four teams from throughout the world: the U.S. team, the Europe team, the Tokyo team. I think the New York and Boston were half York, the field, and Boston was the other team. So it was two New York, yeah, two U.S. Right. teams, and uh, there was New York and Boston. Yeah. So I fielded the New York team, and half of the of the. Uh, European team. Okay. As far as my role yeah. in New Balance. Yeah, and so they ran on treadmills with the uh, the video screen behind it to show... And it was like a futuristic Central Park, and it yeah, was like so a four-by-one-mile... Yeah, so you could look like you were running through the park, and they did a treadmill relay, and uh, I think the Tokyo team won. Or was it Asia or Japan? I don't know what the name of the team I think was. it was a Japanese team. Yeah. But um, I actually thought it was kind of gimmicky. Um, and I don't really love treadmills, even though I've done treadmill classes and I've done some, you know, things for daily burn where I'm doing treadmill led runs, but, um, the treadmill, I got really into it. I was like, you know, you know, we can't make a Strava challenge or a segment in a way where you, it gamifies yeah. things. So I actually reached out to Zwift and I might, we might do some other activity activations with them, but. Oh, oh was, was that was that Swift? Swift was the yeah. Because yeah. I, I didn't get a chance to go to that, but I saw uh, photos and videos from it on Instagram. Um, and I have friends who bicycle who love Swift. Yeah, I yeah. know they also had a run. It's kind of like Strava. Strava started in cycling. Now, you know, obviously, a couple yeah, of years into yeah. running, whereas Swift was definitely cycling, and now it's again, you know, maybe a couple yeah, a year or two friend, Strava. Our friend Dan does Swift on his bike, and he's part of a bike team in Delaware, and. There was a time when he like tagged his Strava bike as like through London, and I was like, "Dan, are you in London?" He's like, "No, no, no, I'm in my basement." Yeah, but yeah. according to the screen, he's biking through London. So as far as fall marathons, I'm obviously coaching 100 Camp 100 again, 2.0. So anyone running New York, Chicago, Long Beach, um, Detroit, I'm doing some work with Project Purple. I'm coaching Make It Nice again. So, you know, I'll be doing the, um, you know, So if people marathon. need a marathon training plan, they should go to uh, runcamp.com? Exactly. And that's camp with a C. No, with a K. No, with a K? But that's not how you spell camp. I know, but... And it's it, run with a X? Yeah. Or an R. I don't know. It's, it's like a, a run with a dot com, although it's several letters past. The so dot com R-U-N- is with a C. Don't get confused. Don't R-U-N-K-A-M-P for runcamp.com. C-O-M. And so, yeah, we work with 100 people for New York. Uh, actually, not just New York, but fall marathons. And, you know, my time at Red Runners, I was coaching like thousands of runners, and it was, you know, it was fun, but it was a lot. This is a way where I can still coach, and it's like more manageable. I also have other business opportunities and also a family to deal with. And so you send out a, a training plan, but the main aspect is people can email you. It's really access to the you know, texting or email like on the fly, like, hey, my knee hurts, what happens? And I mean, people have questions about their long runs on a Friday. I can't answer them on a Monday. So it's like a kind of yeah. a real-time yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. But most of the answers are pretty quick. It's just giving me some information. So email, text. Uh, I give people... Because a, that's... I mean, a lot of... Especially if you're a new marathon runner. Yeah. So basically know. the point is the advice out there for folks that are new listening to this, new to marathoning, there's no one plan. There's like several op- plans. The key is figuring out your routine is it three days a week? Is it four days a week? You know, five or six days a week, it's a little bit more intense. And if you just get a, a plan that's just 
print it out and you have it, what happens if I miss this long run? Right. John, what should I do? And it's really just, I manage the their schedule around a guide. I actually don't even call the programs, but I, I, I give them plans. I call them guides. My friend Matt Moran always says training programs are written in pencil. Mm. So you, it's you know you can't. I can't give you a sixteen week plan that you have to. I I can't assume you're gonna like do everything because I I don't know. I would say life happens when you're training for a marathon, but you need you know, just definitely like you've kind of split the difference between a balance of like um, people that are like type A and then yeah not type A where it's like oh my god I need to know everything I'm gonna I feel do. Like I'm not type A. So people who are type A they lock it all in, but you don't know how they're gonna feel, and maybe your right. long runs better on Saturday than Sunday because yeah. your schedule. And that's kind of why I really help. That's where the coaching comes into. I also will do like every two or three weeks, I'll do a set long run for those that are in New York. And I'll use the my access to the community because uh, I'm so old and I've been around for so long. That we can, you know, a, a typical long experience run. Experience is the word you want to use. I mean, yeah, experience. Uh, but you know, we have 50 <laughs> people, 50 people showing old. up. So more likely you're going to find two or three or four people to run with. We meet, it's the logistics involved, you get your training in and it's at a pace where people are running your pace. And that, you know, the long runs are the real the key to, uh, I mean, but then the other workouts like tempo runs and interval training, which are, uh, you don't have to do to run a marathon, but they do, yeah. they, they do can enhance your fitness for sure. And also your understanding of pacing, which really comes into handy with training. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, of course everyone listening right now has listened mm-hmm. Over and over and over to all of our previous yeah, so they, episodes. They know this. They in the know, time they know this. we haven't been putting any, for any new followers. But what they would know from the first couple episodes, I'm sure I said many times, was until you got me into running speed workouts, like I had no idea right. that running faster actually makes you run faster. Right. And you know, I just it took a while to, for that advice to sink in. But those tempo workouts, those speed workouts, and they, they don't really have to do them, you, but, but they do help. They they get you if you're interested in. Improving your times, right? But also, even if, even if you're not interested, really. it helps you. Even if you're like you're, oh you, yeah, you don't definitely. know levels of uh, effort, and, and and they're simply put, easy, medium, hard. Yeah. So like most of your runs should be easy, and then your long runs should be easy, but they're long, so they become medium or hard right. because you're tired at the end of them, which is marathon <laughs> kind of specific training. But the interval training, I think, are more fun. That they kind of more lively. They mix it up, and uh, it's amazing what people think that like. And oh, especially if you can find a group. Like, yeah. you can put people in touch with, I'm sure, of, you know, it's just, even if someone's faster than you, when you're running around a 400-meter track, they're not going to be far yeah. away from you. I would say you, you might get lapped, but you're not going to get left. <coughs> yeah. Mm, that's a good That's a good motto. That's clever. Uh, did you patent that? That's uh, pending. All right. All right. You should uh, put it in a in an envelope, mail it to yourself, so you have a date stamp. So if you guys had one, one piece of running advice for somebody running, about to start training for their first marathon, what would it be? Well, my first advice, I sent an email yesterday to my friends um, that are running the Chicago Marathon or Long Beach or Detroit, particularly with, in particular Project Purple clientele. Find your schedule, lock in your schedule. Mm-hmm. Now, it doesn't mean you have to stick to it because like, oh, someone's getting married and my, and my sister-in-law, I'm in, the, I'm in the wedding party and oh, I work... Yeah. function and whatever reunion um you have to be flexible with your schedule but as much as you can lock in all right tuesday is my speed fridays are my you know easy day long runs are my sun sunday or whatever it is but you can deviate from that but if you have like a set schedule that you kind of adhere to 80 percent of the time i think it sets you up sets you up for more success because um there's like a plan there's like a kind of a mold yeah. so that schedule is important yeah, and I've found, you know, it's I've talked several times, I talked in our last episode about, you know, the no days off idea of doing a run streak, 
And for me, it just keeps me grounded of if I miss one day, I might, you know, it might snowball into many days. Right. Whether you have a everyday streak or whether you have a four-day-a-week or a three-day-a-week streak, if you have that schedule, you're going to be locked in and know if I miss today, that's fine. But I know I'm not going to miss tomorrow because it's on the schedule. Right. And I think most people, I mean, it's a perfect example, perfect story of this. I coached Joe Morris, who is a... You know, uh, he won the New York City Marathon last year, right? He, he might have, but um, thanks to my coaching, no. But uh, he was a New York Giants football, that's New York football Giants. Wait, Joe Morris from why the they call the yeah. New, Why did they call it the New York That's a whole other podcast, Giants. I think. Because they had the New York baseball, baseball Giants. Giants. Which haven't been in New York since before any of us were born. But, it, well, Chris Berman of SportsCenter... You wow. call them the New York Football Giants because he was old enough that there was a New York Baseball, baseball Giants, but no one ever referred to him as the Giants. So in the past, the New York Baseball Giants were the big thing, and if you wanted to talk about the New York Giants, you might want to specify as the New York Football Giants, and then when the Giants left for San Francisco... Stuck. Oh, well, stuck. Well, I'm, well, I'm glad. We're, I feel like we should talk in like old accents when we're talking about the New York football Giants because if oh, you, we might that's... confuse this with the New York baseball Giants. You know, those boys who play uptown. Well, 1950s accents. That being said, my point was that Joe Morris, uh, he had, was a running back by trade. That's his yeah. title of his job. But he, he did retired. Not, he did not run six miles at a time in the football field. Exactly. It's just, you're just sprinting. And so he um, you know, he graduated from, he retired from football and he um, you know put on some weight and um, he was actually a, a you know a phenomenal sprinter actually for uh, in high school and he, he might have even done Makes some sense. track and field in Syracuse. But um, I, when I was working with him with the uh, New York Roadrunners and it was a 5K the with Syracuse the Giants. Syracuse track and field orange. Exactly. Not to be confused with the Syracuse, the Syracuse basketball orange. orange. Um, but he, anyway, so he lost a lot of weight just by cycling because he was too heavy to to, to run because of the yeah. impact and all that. So he dropped like 50, 60 pounds. But he still was still heavy to to run a lot. And so when I got connected with him, it was like, oh, we're going to train together. He's like, oh, John, he's really into it. Like, really great guy. Um, and this is the guy that I watched as a kid, like, idolizing. Not that I wanted to be a, you know... Right, a running yeah. back, but I just, you know, he was, they, they won a Super Bowl. Which means I watched him as a teenager. Which you watched him as, like, you're in embryo. Which means I didn't watch him. Um, but he goes, oh, wait a second. He wait. thought he had to run seven days a week. And I'm like, Joe, yeah. this is a 5K. You don't have to run seven days a week. And guess what? People that run marathons don't have to run seven days a week. Um, and he was like, but I'm a New York football well, giant, so I have to, I have to run. So, um, you know, I had but, he only, him. but he only runs one day a week. I know, but the funny thing is, this is the guy seeking advice from me who, in his job description, he was a running back, and I'm giving him running advice. Now, obviously, totally different. I'm kind of doing tongue-in-cheek here. And then he was like, and I've got this back pain. Yeah, but I said, listen, keep doing like, your, like your cycling. he was a halfback, and he was, you run full I'm a full on. So, no. But I basically was like, listen, um, just keep doing your cycling three days a week. We'll run three days a week. And one day will be long. One day will be short. And one day will be, like, quality, which is hill work. It's tempo and then, work. And, like, and, it, and he really stuck with it. But, it, like, you didn't have to do, you know, seven days a week for that 5K level on the marathon with my points. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's a great so, story, John. I really appreciate it. Um, if I had a... I mean, I can't really give one piece of advice to marathoners because I've always viewed marathon training as in two aspects. Either there's your first marathon or there's the other ones. And if you're running your first marathon, my piece of advice would be just hit the long runs. Hit if the you long get the distance and if you're running, you know, if you get a couple or one 20 mile run in, you'll be fine. You'll finish the race. 
You won't feel like you're dying more than you're supposed to. But as far as, you know, anyone who's run a marathon before or run a couple marathons and just wants to get faster, I think those longer tempo runs, those three to seven mile runs running at a faster speed are what I found are the things that really show you what you can do. And, you know, the interval workouts, you know, they definitely get you faster, but they are short enough that they don't necessarily get you super fast for a marathon pace. But when you're running at a fast pace for a long time, that really, I think, trains you well. And you can also do interval training. You don't need to go to a track and do a set workout with the group. Oh, you literally yeah. can do minute yeah. on, minute off in the middle of 10 minutes of your run. Yeah, like I have a friend who, I mean, she has kind of an informal coach. And we were talking last week, and I've always done intervals as meters, and she always does them as minutes. Either way, it's fine, as long as you get that idea of running fast for a short period of time. Yeah, so, I mean, all these fancy lingo people get intimidated by, but I think oftentimes people are doing tempo runs without even knowing it because they might do a medium run. Yeah. But, yeah, I felt, at first I felt like it was the shorter you know, speed workouts that were making me faster, and they do. But I think the tempo workouts are what I've come to find are the things that the mid-range tempo workouts are the things that I think are best for a marathon. Run. I think if you have one workout to choose from, not including the long run, which is like yeah. staple, right? Is tempo run. I totally yeah. agree. Yeah, I, I I find tempo runs to be the most enjoyable, and that you know that's kind of running advice you're going to be hearing on this new season of Run Chat. Flash forward ten months later, we haven't posted a new episode. Um, I but, promise we will have at least two episodes in season three. This being episode two. <laughs> and uh, so we just uh, want to thank you all for listening and have a good night or morning or afternoon. Happy trails. Run fast. Run well.